0: This one sort of stood out, and I don't know really why, so we can um, okay. I have my own guesses, but this was a quote. Uh, Every world-class investor is questioning right now how they can improve. So in a machine-driven age where everything is driven by speed, perhaps the edge is judgment, time, and perspective, unquote, that I put and trend. So i doubt that the part that made it popular <laughs> but uh, i do think that we kind of want to um hope that that's true that our judgment and perspective and these human qualities we have can we want that to have a positive impact and maybe we we, we think that well we don't have ai when all we're doing is trend or our analysis with spreadsheets or whatever all of us are doing uh so these hopefully these other things will mean something and kick in and I will not I will be able to compete with complex machine learning with all of these different tools. Maybe I'm not sure that might be wishful thinking, but I think um we hope that's the case. Yeah. What
1: do you think, uh Moritz, when you hear something like that?
0: Yeah
2: um i agree with that and it's just uh just as you guys spoke looking at at the uh the twitter feed of things that i thought were were interesting also in the past week and uh, i think i shared that paper from from jim from uh 1987 am not sure if you remember where yeah why well, i thought well that's that's just great i mean that's like you know 30 years in the past more than 30 years in the past and um and so much wisdom in that paper about systematic and quantitative trading and the advantages of that, of that style compared to discretionary decision-making. So I really, really like that.
1: Yeah. And you say Jim, but maybe we need to give people a little bit more clue to who Jim is. So- you know,
2: is John Nessie. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but, uh, uh, that's him. Um, I think he's running, he's running an asset management firm in the States. So, uh, um people can surely find him on google um that's yeah. not a problem but really yeah. uh, really interesting paper and uh not sure why what were the,
1: some of the key takeaways i know you've uh, you, you came across this paper a long time ago as far as i recall um what what are some of your key takeaways and is this something that we kind of tend to look at when things get a little bit rough and we need a all we need a reminder about you know some of the <laughs> some of the benefits of being systematic yeah
2: it's all about you know the biases um that you know your your mind is is just prone to to trick yourself right um every time there is a bit of volatility in the markets uh, you think you uh you maybe know something better than other people and uh, at the end of the day you end up outsmarting yourself so having that compass that just you know that that guide which are, are the rules and following them relentlessly that is such a great advantage, and and doing that over and over and over again. I think, you know, this is the essence of that paper, but it's like 30 years old um, and I was kind of like, wow, very interesting that it hasn't crossed my desk yet because, you know, we're all looking out for those type of things, but this one was, uh, was a gem.
1: Yeah, it, it reminds me of a conversation uh, Jerry and I had with uh, Richard Dennis when we did our turtle, our turtle conversation uh, a while back, Jerry, I don't know if you remember, but I think uh, Rich uh, kind of ended the conversation by saying something like, well, maybe the trend is your friend, but the rules are definitely your guardian angel.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's something I've believed in. And that's been my history. Whenever I haven't followed the rules and sometimes due to high leverage and large losses, it's it's never worked out. So I love following yeah. The rules. Yeah. And speaking yeah. about leverage, just I'm
2: looking at one of the tweets uh, um, that you sent, Jerry, um, a couple of days back, it says, how can a systematic strategy with FX fixed income stocks and commodities, long short, not provide superior risk adjusted returns, question mark. And then you answered, well, no single stocks, not enough single stocks, high fees, high leverage robustless vol targeting, and adding non-long-term trend following. I, I agree with all of that. And I think one of the things that we haven't touched on in, in episodes prior is is the high leverage, right? Because you can, have, you can have a good system, but if you gear it up too much, if you start running that at 50 vol, right, or 60 vol, then you, you're very likely to not make it to the finish line. Because you'll get into such a large drawdown and probably blow up.
1: I think that's a great point, Moritz. Definitely. definitely, there, are, one of there are some
2: some funds out there um, that deliberately deploy high leverage, and and you could say, well, you know, that's that's an efficient and good use of my capital because. Um, you know, if my margin to equity ratio is something like, you know, 15 to 20%, then, you know, 80% of that money sits in t bills. So how about I, you know, increase, increase, uh, my margin a bit and, and, and trade more aggressively. But the problem is you get one hit or you like two, three successive bad month. And you're kind of like out of the game <laughs> that, that can't be the aim. That can't be the, the goal.
0: That's right. That's an early lesson I was taught. Whatever it takes, preserve capital and stay in the game. And I was one of those guilty of a 2X and a 3X. And my theory at the time was, well, as long as you have the 1X, you're, you know, if you're a high vol trader, the problem is that you lose confidence and uh, absolute returns kind of matter. And the client really doesn't know if you're losing money because of the volatility or if you're not, trading well and you're not, and you've lost it or whatever. But if you still have this one X and it's tied to the two and the three, then you could say, Oh, I'm down 20, but really only down 10. Look at the one X program. But that soon falls apart as well because absolute return, you know, sort of matters. And one must ha- treat those two investments differently from a risk point of view, uh, after major, a major loss. So it's nothing worse than trading large, uh, it it leads to all sorts of, you know, bad ideas and, and uh, reactions. We're going to react. It's not like the stock market where they say, okay, we're down fifty, or that Nasdaq's down ninety. Just hold. You know, uh, hold onto what you have. This is this is the secret to investing: buy and hold. Don't touch it. If you touch it, it's you're weak. Uh, you know, we don't believe that, and we take action.